Well, just like a good Dolly Parton song, here you come again. I tend to have that playing in the background. Uh, except then I'd probably have to pay royalty, so never mind. But I'm glad you're here nonetheless. I am Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend, and today we will be in Acts chapter 6. Go ahead and pull out your favorite Bible translation so you can read along. I will, of course, be reading my own easy-to-understand-and-read, or E-U-R, Bible. So, an eternal dispute threatens to derail the apostles from their work. Is the party over? We've got believers bickering amongst each other, and we hear that the Jews think Stephen has the face of an angel. But what does that really mean? Let's pray. Father, we want to hear from you. This is a short chapter, Lord, but we believe you want to speak to us through it. So help us to be open to your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 6. Now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, a complaint came from the Hellenist followers against the Hebrew followers because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of food service. The twelve disciples called a meeting of the believers and said, It is not right for us to leave the word of God and serve tables. So select from among yourselves seven men with good reputations, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, that they may be put in charge of this task. But we will continue steadily in prayer and in the preaching of the word. This idea pleased the crowd. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch, and set them before the apostles. After they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. The word of God increased, and the number of the disciples greatly multiplied in Jerusalem. A great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. Stephen, a believer full of faith and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. But some of those who were from the synagogue called the Libertines, and some Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and men from Cilicia and Asia arose, arguing with Stephen. They weren't able to refute the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. So they secretly got men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. Then they stirred up the people, the elders, and the religious teachers, and came against him and seized him and brought him into the council and set up false witnesses who said, This man never stops speaking blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses gave us. All who sat in the council fixed their eyes on him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Just 15 verses in Acts chapter 6, but it's an important chapter in the history of the early church and has something to teach us as well. You know, in the first few chapters of the book of Acts, we read about how believers are meeting together every day, how thousands of new believers are joining the church, and how people are giving sacrificially to help others. But we start to see a shift with their trials. The church has always faced opposition from the outside, be it the Jewish leaders being against them or the Roman government. But now we're starting to see internal friction and trouble. In chapter 5, we read about Ananias and Sapphira who lied to the apostles to make themselves look good and then died. And in chapter 6, we read about one group of believers complaining about how another group of believers' widows were being treated better. And whether this was done intentionally or not, It's not the main issue. What's important is how the apostles respond to the problem. I believe that's one of the lessons the Lord is teaching from this chapter. We're going to have problems when we're doing the Lord's work. They can come externally from those who are against us, or even internally from those who should have a spirit of cooperation. 
The thing is, Satan doesn't want the church to succeed and grow, and he will use whatever he can to try and derail us from completing the mission of spreading the good news. So, here was the perfect opportunity. The apostles were in charge of helping the widows get their food, and while it was important, it wasn't their main focus. God uses this to help them see they've got other things they need to focus on. And that's not to say at all that serving people is not important. They viewed it as extremely important, but it wasn't what they were called to first and foremost. They wanted to make sure that this ministry was done correctly. So they tell the people, find seven godly believers who can take over this ministry for us so that we can focus on preaching the word. Brilliant. They were able to put the power back into the hands of the people and let them become involved in the solution. The apostles didn't pick the believers who would take over. The people did. And then the apostles prayed over them, laid their hands on them, and gave them the ministry to fulfill. So let us remember, when we face trials, especially when we're doing the Lord's work, it may be Satan trying to discourage us or get us to focus on something that is not our main purpose. And just like the apostles, we need to take it to the Lord in prayer and ask him to sort it out for us as he knows best. The other thing in here is about Stephen and the trials he was facing. What's interesting to me is that Stephen had just been named as one of the disciples to take over this food distribution ministry. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting persecuted by various others. Satan failed to divide the church with this problem, so now he's going after one of the disciples that was chosen to help solve it. It's worth noting that he was a man full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and power, and that might be the very reason why God allowed him to be the one to take on this battle. He was able to stand up to the arguments of his opponents, and when he's brought before the council, they see he has the face of an angel. And I don't think this means they saw a sweet little cherub's face, like a face of a baby, like we often think of when we think of angels. But I think they saw a man who was in perfect peace, knowing that whatever they do to him, God would still be in control. When the angels appear in the Bible, many times what they say to those they meet is, don't be afraid. So they must look bold and powerful, and that must be what the Jews saw as they were questioning Stephen. He was able to handle the pressure he was under because he was so full of faith that it overflowed and could be seen in his appearance. He could endure the pressure on the outside because of what he was filled with on the inside. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you remain in control even when we face problems that look like they will throw us off course. In those times... We can trust you to help us, refocus us, and bring us out stronger and better than before. And thank you that we can be so full of your perfect peace that even non-believers can see it in us. Lord, for the one listening today who is under such a burden that they don't see a way out, help them, I pray. Encourage them through your word that even when we face problems, you use them to advance us and make us stronger, wiser, and cause us and our ministry to grow. God, we are so grateful for you and your wisdom and provision. May you bless them and cause them to increase where Satan thinks he can cause a decrease. Give them your perfect peace and cause them to flourish and prosper, I pray in Jesus' name. Once again, God has been faithful to meet with us and encourage us from his word. Thank you for joining me today. And please make sure that you are sharing this podcast with others so that they can be blessed by God too. I appreciate you and I look forward to talking with you again next time. God bless.